Welcome to Outreach Church. Thanks for checking out this week's message. To hear more, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or visit outreachchurch.net for downloads and service information. What an awesome time of worship. It was so beautiful just to just really just come together and praise our King. Um, Roy asked me to speak earlier this week. His thing with Aaliyah was last minute, so he wasn't really... Um, one long plan, but um, I'm kind of excited because a lot of times I've, when I've shared, it's been heavier. There's some heavy stuff in it, but I think this one's going to be a little bit more fun, <laughs> which I'm kind of excited about that. So I want to just pray real quick and just see what God does. So, Father, we just come before you this morning. I just thank you that we can truly come and just have a day of worship and we can give ourselves to you, like Mark was saying, that we just desire to give you our best. As I speak, I just thank you that you'd anoint my words, that Holy Spirit would be you speaking, not me. And we just ask you to bless this time, Father, as we honor you in Jesus' name. Um, Matthew five fourteen through 16. Give you a second to turn there. We good? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Man, what a great time of year, like, to reflect on that verse. Like, we are, we are truly the light of the world. And one thing in my life, you know, I run, I run a couple businesses, and so I've had a lot of opportunity as I've grown with God. He's really, like, challenged me and, and brought me into a place where the, work, the workplace would be a place where that light could be on display. And I think that, that so is heart for, for the church. That it wouldn't be just when we come here and enjoy amazing worship, but it would be, you know, this is good. We come in for feeling to celebrate, but his heart is really that we would all grab hold of this truth, that we'd intimately pursue him in a way that he becomes our big, biggest reality, then no matter where we're at, we bring transformation to the work, whether it's our workplace, wherever we're at. And... And I guess it's just um, this one area where, you're going to chuckle at this, this one area in my life that he showed me that has been the most effective and the most amazing is as I've yielded my finances, that that's a place where he really, really wants to shine his light. And I know we, you know, like I said, there's been some hard messages, some challenging messages where he's like really invited us all to go into that. But today I'm excited because once in a while, just because he's a good father, he allows me to share some of the testimonies that I've encountered and, and things that I've seen him do through that. And, um, but I think that sometimes we overcomplicate it. I think that sometimes we think that we have to have this perfect, amazing plan, like have it all in place, and, and if, if that happens, then maybe we can actually start to see change there. 
but I don't think it's that complicated. He's a father, and he says our faith should be childlike. Not immature, but it should be simple. What does a father do? Well, I'm a father. I have three kids. You know, basically, he speaks something, you know, through relationship to someone that's, you know, a son or a daughter, and all he says is just do what he says. You know, it's really simple sometimes, you know, and I think when we first do that, it's not that. He makes it really, really easy because, it, like, it's really wide, and he really gives you a lot of, like, coaching, just like teaching a kid ride a bike. Like, when they're first on it, they're, like, wobbling, but you're celebrating them like they just won the Tour de France. You know, I mean, God's kind of the same way. When we first step out into this, I think that, that's his heart. Like, you know what? He's just cheering us on and saying, go. You know, whether it's just a simple word or whether it's just... You know, an act of kindness, maybe buying someone a cup of coffee. You know, like there's, there's so many little things where if we're actually looking for the joy that God can give through giving something away, that it just comes to life. And I feel like every little yes. And I feel like as a, in my life, but as a whole, like the church, I, like as we step, as we, these little steps of faith, as we hear, learn to hear them, and as we, you know, maybe you buy someone a meal, like when you get alone, celebrate. I just encourage you, celebrate it. Like, really make it a big deal because heaven's rejoicing because there's obedience on earth. And, like, he's, he's doing something. And I think the more that we do that, the more that we spend time alone with him, the more that we get to know his heart, the bigger the challenges, the bigger the things that we'll get to see. And the funny part, I guess, with that, though, is it requires a little bit more faith. But what is faith? It's, it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You believe it's there. You believe he's going to move. And so you step. In reality, is every time you step, you get to see him move. So really, what, all, we're just called to obedience. Again, like I said, he said whatever he says, I, just, I wrote a simple note because I just feel like whatever he says, do it, even if it scares the bejeebies out of you. And I think that, like, sometimes, like me, I'm kind of all in. Like, if he, like when he, he showed himself to me, you know, several years ago, I just, I surrendered. I just laid it down. And, and like, it was such a complete turnaround. Like, it, it took a while for my wife to actually think if she wanted to live with me anymore. Not, not literally, but it was, it was such a dramatic change. But, like, but in that, these, these things happen. You know, whether it's at work and, and this and that. But um, one thing that I found in my life is every single day I get up in the morning and, you know, I, I'm excited because my heart cry every night when I go to bed as I ask the Holy Spirit to wake me up. I see, you know, like sleep is something that if he breathes on it, I don't need that much. So when I, in asking him that, what I found is he really will wake us up. And so when I wake up, I've just got to know him. And, and you know, like, and it's just whatever the time looks like. It's, you know, like, I always, like, give him my day. Whatever, you know, wherever I'm going, whatever I have planned, I'm like, I just invite him into my day. And say, wherever I go, I just, I want to be light. I want to be salt, and I want to be light. And I want to just manifest your kingdom. And well, what I, what I found as I started to walk down this little journey was, and I think every day still, like the greatest thing, the greatest enemy that we face is fear. It's fear of man. It's fear of being ridiculed. What if he doesn't move? You always have that little, that little voice. 
And um, what I found in my life, like if I hesitate, then that voice gets louder. But if I just step, then before you even realize what you're doing, the Holy Spirit's now speaking, and all of a sudden, you're walking, you, you know, one, usually I'll end up crying when I see something, or you're just really full of joy, but it's just, it's, um, it's something, just obedience, and the quicker you obey, I think the more you see it move, and each time you do it, it gets easier and easier and easier, and um, then the next time he asks you to do something, generally you're filled with faith from the time before because you have now a history. You have a history of what God has done through your yes. And, well, I know there's somewhere I'm going with it. But with history, it also we grow in trust. Like the more that we, the more the more faithfully we pursue His heart, the more that we go after Him, um, He begins to trust us more, and He'll ask us to do things that are deeper. And and I know that um, Ephesians six twelve through eighteen says, you know, like our battle isn't against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in, in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shooed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Like all these things, it's so easy to look at the world and think that it's um, everything we see in natural. But I think like the Bible teaches that nothing's as it seems. Like when we're spirit beings, when we die to flesh and he fills us with himself, like everything is a spiritual battle. Like we're not warring at all against flesh and blood. And... As we grow in intimacy with him, the steps require more. The encouraging part, the greater the faith, the greater the breakthrough. But I guess I just want to, um, the notes aren't working, so I'm just going to, I'm going to share a testimony. <laughs> Every time I try to read notes, like I just blank out, so I'm just going to throw it away. But I just want to, have any of you guys ever been like going about your day and, and you have your whole afternoon mapped out? This is a story that happened to me. It was quite a while ago, but like I said, once in a while the Father gives me the okay to share something. Well, Friday nights, since I, since I got married 21 and a half years ago, every Friday night that I can remember, unless we're somewhere or, or something, we have a date. Me and my wife go on a date. So usually my Fridays after lunch, I, I, I would map them out. I have a certain order of steps. So I'm, at, I'm home in time to take her out. And it's something I've always looked forward to. We've got three kids. Well, this particular day, um, I had it mapped out. I was in downtown Greenville, and I, and I wanted to wash my truck. So I hit the car wash, and I had to run to North Greenville College and to meet somebody. But first, I wanted to hit the bank in Greer, cash my check, and then I was going to hit the college, and the, it wasn't that far to my house. So, well, I'm driving, and I, I think I was just listening to some praise music. 
And before I realized that I'm on 290 turning on to 253, you know, almost at North Greenville College, and I was a little frustrated because I, you know, I completely disarrayed the order of events of my afternoon. So now, like, I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going to, if I go here, then I'm going to hit the rush hour traffic and greet, like I'm saying, I was just, sorry, it sounds funny, but I'm just, this is what happened. <laughs> but I, I carried on, and I went, and I met this guy at the college, I looked at this job, spent a little bit of time there, I drove back to Greer, and I get to the bank at like, it was like five minutes to five. And of course, there's a fairly long line, but I step in the line, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm just kind of quietly praying, and out of the corner of my eye, I see this woman walk in, and she was wearing scrubs. I don't know what she did, but, and I'm, I'm, and I, and like, I was just looking forward. I've been going to this same bank for over 20 years, and I know everybody in there, and, you know, it's so, I'm standing there, and I hear this, the Holy Spirit say, this woman's had a bad day. Just let her go in front of you. And I stopped. I was like, that's random. <laughs> but then I was like, I felt very strongly. That, so I turned and I said, ma'am, because right when he said, right when I heard it, they called, they said, okay, come up. And I, I turned and I said, ma'am, I feel like you've had a bad day. I want to let you go in front of me. And so now I'm waiting because I feel, okay, God's going to do something. So I'm standing there and this, she goes up to the counter and she hands him her check. And she looked pretty flustered, you know. And she, she, she hands her check, and they're like, ma'am, are you aware that there's an $8 charge since you don't have an account? And she lost it. She started bawling. She's like, I did not. And she's like, I can't, I can't afford that. But if, if, if you take that out, like, I'm beyond. She was hopeless. She was absolutely in a place of hopelessness. She's like, by the, you take that out, by the time it's not even worth me work anymore. And she's crying, and she reached to get it. And all the ladies were, like, feeling so bad. They're like, we're so sorry. It's not our rule. And I'm like, so I'm like, man, I said, hey, excuse me. I was like, I'll cover the $8. And so she looks. She's like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, yeah, yeah, no problem. I said, when I get up there, just take it out of my check. I said, I'll cover it. And they were all like, they were all excited, you know, so she's casting, and then the next teller opened up, and I get up to the counter, and I hand her my check, and, and it was a petty cash check. Usually I would deposit some into my debit account, because so, it's carrying me through the next week. I felt strong, and the Holy Spirit says, no. And the lady's like, how much do you want to deposit? I said, today I need it all. And so I'm like, in my, in my spirit, I'm like, I'm like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Because I want to catch this woman before, she, you know, I, wanted, I didn't want to run through the parking lot and scare her. <laughs> so she's, and so she, she finished up, and then she, in the late, she finished mine, and I just, I grabbed, I was like, thank you, have a great weekend. And I turned, and I went running over, and I held the door for her. And so she steps out, and I quietly step behind her, and I said, ma'am, and I like said, I'm, I've been called intimidating, so I had to be, I had a big smile on my face. I said, ma'am, I said, I want, I said, I feel like you had a really bad day. And she's like, and she just, she started unloading. She's bawling again. She's like, yeah, I'm working such and such. I just got a call. My daughter was in daycare and she's sick and I have to pick her up. So not only now, she's not in work, the bank, you know, that's why the $8 was such a big deal. She was going to lose out on a day at work. And I perceived like, it was, it was going to, whatever it was, it was more than just she wasn't going to 
work a day. I think it was rent or it was food. Something catastrophic was happening. And I was like, can you step over here? So I pulled her aside. I didn't want to embarrass her. And I was like, can I pray for you? And she's like, sure. So first we pray for her daughter. Just we pray against sickness. And really just, I don't know if you've ever had, like, you're not going by feelings, but sometimes you pray and the Holy Spirit is just, he's moving through you. And like, it was awesome. And then I just blessed her, and I just told, you know, and I, and I, and I, had, I had that, my whole check in my hand, and, and I said, ma'am, I said, I, w- I want to give you something. And she holds her hand out, and I reached over, and I, and I just quite, I put it in, and I squeezed her fingers around, and I said, I, want, I said, I want you to have this. I said, this is from the Father. She's like, I can't take this. I said, you don't understand. I said, you're the reason why I'm here right now. You are the reason why I'm here right now. And she just lost it. And I got to I said, you know, I said, he just wants you to know. I don't know what your issue is, but he does. And he wants you to know that everything's going to be okay. And like, she, I don't know her name. She don't know my name. But the father knows everything about everybody. And the funny thing, you know, and I know I've set up here and I've shared so many messages were challenging, like the Father's heart saying, would you please, would you please give me this? Would you give me this part of your life? Would you, would you yield your finances to me? This, so I can actually move through this area because if you won't yield, there's a piece of your heart I can occupy. And so it was never in a reprimand. It's in a place of, he's like, he's just crying out like, will you let me? have this part of you. Will you let me have it? And so that's pretty awesome. Well, I get home and I said, babe, I hope you have some money. <laughs> she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I just gave my entire check to a woman at the bank. I said, but it was, it was really amazing. <laughs> it's so like, I'm like, God is just so much fun. You know, it, he's so much fun because, like, the beauty is, like, I didn't give to get something. And that's, the, that's what, like, this, the discovery when we truly yield. You're not giving to get. Whether you're doing a tithe to church, you're not giving to get. You're giving because it's the Father's heart. He gave his son, like Mark was saying. He gave the best so we could have all of him. But, again, we can't have all of him if we won't give him that part of us. It's so like it's a great trade-off. Well, um, this is cool. Yesterday, or Friday, sorry, I'm just going to tell some testimonies. I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do, so I hope you guys are all right with it. On Friday, I took my wife up to Charlotte for the night. We went and did some Christmas shopping. And for those of you, like, it's been a really long year for her, but I really felt like it was a gift from God that we were going and, and um. So I had like a major excitement because of the breakthrough that she's had and just how much my family's like, and so many people here have stood beside us. And but we went, and we left pretty late, so we'd avoid traffic. And we go. I said, where are we going to eat? And I had a gift card from last Christmas, which is funny, you know. <laughs> I said, you know what, let's go to P.F. Chang's. And she's like, man, the wait's going to be so long. I said, no, I just believe there's favor. 
I didn't ask for it. I just believed there's favor. I'd, and so we walk in, and five minutes later, we're at a table. And we eat, and we actually got done in time to where she was like, you want to just go check into the hotel? And I was like, you know what? I feel like we're supposed to go to the mall. Let's go at least do a little bit of shopping tonight. And so if you, anyone knows my wife, she loves Lululemon. So we go straight to Lululemon, which is it's an athletic store. And um, lots of different type of people work in those stores. But she... She goes in there, she's picking all this stuff, and it was just fun. Like, I was just watching her, like, just, she was just free to enjoy. And Well, before I left the house, I felt like I, I was supposed to bring cash, so I actually grabbed a fair amount of cash, which we're going to check out. And I just, the store felt, you ever been in a place where the atmosphere feels really, like, like swirled and, like, just heavy? Like, that's what it felt like in there. And I went to the register, and it was super strong. The ladies were really friendly. And, um, but we were kind of talking this and that. She says, is that going to be, you know, cash or, or a card or cash or, or check or uh, debit or credit? And I was like, well, what about cash? She said, what? I said, what about cash? She said, oh. Like, they were shocked. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. But, uh, but I guess in my life, it's just cool because, like, that's something that he's, wherever I go, like that money's, and what he's showing me more and more the season that I'm in, that it, the, the, this topic of money is something that, um, it's, it's the key to so many people's heart. So the lady, she ends up telling me how she, the one running, the manager of the store is like, yeah. She said, one other lady paid cash, and it was really weird. We haven't seen that in a while. That's pretty, that's, to me, it's pretty crazy, but so I, anyways, we're talking, and then there's three women up there, two of them are younger, and one of them's like, I had nine credit cards, and I just, I cut them up, like, she was just, like, poured her heart out, and she said, like, and she was just in a mess, and the other one's like, what, you had nine, and they're like, and the, and the one, the one that, the manager's like, well, I have one, and I use it monthly, and, and I, you know, I, I pay everything on it, and I pay it off every month, so I get sky miles, and she was telling how she got these rewards, and and um, she's like, I even pay my mortgage on it. And I was like, wow. And she's like, I said, man, I said, you imagine? I said, what if you paid your mortgage off too? Then you could actually keep all your money, you know, for something else. And she like, she's like, she's like, I only got seven years. And it's paid for, and she's a single mom. And I was like, you know how rare that is? I said, that's so amazing. Like, you, you know, like you're actually, most people are not responsible enough to carry a credit card to pay it because, you know, like they just, it sounds good, but there's always something they want more. Well, I had, I, and as she, she ended up talking to Chris in a minute, and I had just closed my eyes like, God, what are you doing? So I sensed he was doing something. And as she was talking, I stepped over to this younger girl that said she had the nine cards. And I asked her, you guys will laugh at this, I said, do you like to read? And she's like, I actually do. I said, well, I said, if I shared a book with you, would you read it? And she's like, I would. I said, man, I said, well, I said, I feel like if you would read this book, it would change your life. She's, I said, because I'm hearing you say you cut these up and your heart is that you want change. And she's like, yeah, I do. And I said, well, I said, what we need more than anything is a change of perspective. I said, this book isn't a magic secret, but it's, I said, what's in it is a change of perspective. You, you you take your eyes off of now and you actually learn to plan for 
later, which God is the God of patience. It's a good thing he is. But it was so wild. Like over the course of five minutes with these girls, and they're about to close, she just, she's, like, she's like, I got goosebumps all over me. And she just starts bawling. As I sat there, and I'm speaking hope, she's like, who are you? What do you do? And so, and then the manager, she's a Christian, and she's like jumping up and down like she's like, I hope you girls realize this is the Spirit of God speaking to you right now. You need to listen to what he's saying. <laughs> and so we're just there, and then, and then we talked a little more, and I said, you know what? I said, I want to sow into your life. I said, how many girls work here? Oh, the manager's like, would you come and speak to our staff? This, this is that a Lululemon. I mean, it's just funny. All we were doing was Christmas shopping. But I'm like, I just laughed. They said, you know, I gave her my email. So whatever, you know, whatever. If God does something, they're great. But anyways, I was like, I'd like to say one to you. How many girls work here? I said, and she said, oh, she said, how many would read it? She said, I would make sure they all read it. So I gave her 50 bucks. I said, you know, go to Amazon, get as many as you can get. And they're like, man, we got to give you guys a hug. And so they come around the counter. And, like, there's people still shopping. Like, we're, we're not. <laughs> and so they come around the counter. And this, me and Kristen, and, and she comes up, and the manager hugs us. And, and this other girl, she's like, this is so amazing. I can't wait to get this book. You know, and she's like, she's just crying. And, like, I said, well, do you mind if we pray for you? And she's like, man, that'd be awesome. So I said, babe, Chris, we lay hands on her. So we're, like, breaking the the spirit of fear, like all this stuff off her. And, and she's just like, she got absolutely wrecked. Well, we go back and we leave there and I'm laughing. I said, no, that's Christmas shopping. <laughs> that is Christmas shopping. So we're like, we go back to our hotel. It's beautiful though. Like how cool is God? Like we just went there. Like we weren't trying to make something happen. But it's, I just think it's the scripture. These signs will follow those that believe. Things just follow you. If you're yielding, if you're listening, things follow you. Well, she gets a text from her mom. Says, hey, would you run by Lululemon? I need this scarf. They don't have it online, but they have it at the store. It would save me a trip. So we're like, first store we go to in the morning, we go back in there. <laughs> and it's funny, but it's all different staff. So she grabs some stuff, and like we went to paint. As we stepped to the restaurant, I look, and sure enough, that girl, she's there. And I had been praying that, that night. I just, when I got alone, I just got on my knees, and I was like, God, I said, like, this is for you, all these thank yous. Like, these are crowns for you. Like, I just, they're yours. And I was like, did I say everything you wanted me to say? Because I know it got loud, and people were excited. And I felt, and I felt like he's like, you know, what I really want them to get there's one thing that you didn't give me. What I really want them to get is that it's not about reading a book. It's not about what you can do on your own. It's about just getting a plan and see, just to change the perspective and then inviting me into it. And so I'm like, as I'm standing there, like the Holy Spirit just, just moves on me. And so I step up there and she's ringing us up and she was like beaming. She's like, you know, after we, you left last night, she's like, the whole group of us are sitting on the floor. This, like, they were just like giddy. Like we ordered the books and we can't wait till they get here. And so, but I'm like, and I just leaned and I said, look, her name was Courtney. And I was like, hey, I said this, I just really want to know. 
I want you to know one thing I feel like I didn't get to share last night. The Father wants you to know that it's not about you, your plan, and what you can strive to do. It's, a, it's about you making that, yes, but just get on your knees when you do that. Get alone, get on your knees, and just lay it at his feet and say, God, I want to be obedient because you're calling me to something. And I just invite you to breathe on it and bless it. And she looks, she's like, here come them goosebumps again. She's like, <laughs> it was just so funny. It's so like, it was so much fun. Like that just was, but isn't that cool? It's like just, it was cool. And then her mom got a scarf and like everyone was blessed. But <laughs> I just feel like, again, I, I don't know, maybe at the end he'll do something different. But I, I feel like there's a couple other things he wanted me to share. Two weeks ago, Roy had asked me a question. He asked me this question. He said, Carl, and he said it was something we did as a drill. Just me and a few guys were doing a speaking drill. And he's like, if you had, if, if you had 10 minutes, 10 minutes of time, and you could speak on anything you wanted, what would your message be for Outreach Church? And I was like, oh boy. 10 minutes, not long. And so... I prayed about it, and I was like, I had a week and a half to prepare for this, I, and I prayed about it, and I prayed about it, and I was blank, and I was two days away from having to come and share. I actually had to speak 10 minutes to Roy and a couple other guys on that. And I'm driving up 26 to Asheville, and I was just kind of praying, and I was actually listening to a podcast. And in it, he sh- this, this speaker shared a thing on someone had st- wronged him. Someone had stole something from him. And he, you know, he owned an auto body repair shop. The guy he stole a set of tires and took them somewhere else and they put them on. He, knew, he, he had a stamp on them so that he knew they were his. And the guy at the other place said, hey, I know this guy has your tires. And so he wasn't, this guy was in a place where he was really not doing well. His company was struggling. And he was like, he was really mad. This guy's a speaker, a well-known speaker. And he, um, a few days later, this, or maybe it might have been a couple weeks, this guy shows up in his shop wanting some work done on his truck. And he tells his staff, I'm working on this one myself. He was mad. He's like, He's mad. He's like, I'm going to go. And he starts, he goes under the hood and starts pulling parts off. He's, he's like, I'm going to fix him. He stole my tires. And, and so, and I'm listening to this. I'm like, man. And then one of his guys comes in and says, what are you doing? He's like, he stole my tires. Like, I'm going to get him. He's like, and I don't remember the words he said, but it, the, his, his employee says something that just really just gripped his heart and it convicted him. So he puts it all back together. And then the Holy Spirit, is, he starts to speak to him. And he goes back out, and the guy comes in to pick up his truck, and he comes in, he says, you know, tells him everything he fixed, and he hands him a receipt, shows him exactly what it costs, and he hands him a receipt and says, this one's on me. Because I don't understand. He's like, I know you stole my tires, but I want you to know I forgive you. And so I'm doing, and the guy got defensive. Oh, right. And he said, it's okay. 
I know you stole my tires, but I want you to know I forgive you. So here, this is free. He said that guy went out and he sat in his truck just staring at the wheel blank for about 15 minutes. I heard that and it just, I wept. I literally, I was weeping. And the Holy Spirit just started to download something on me. And it was regarding the spirit of mammon and why it's so important that this thing dies. And he showed me two things that I had walked through in business where I didn't see it at the time. This is the way God works. He, don't, like, he shows you part and just tells you what to do when you walk in obedience. And so I, I want to share them because this is what he said to speak. He said, if you had 10 minutes, this is what, and it may take more than 10, but I, I'm just going to share. It's two testimonies. And again, this is something, it's his heart, and I don't, this isn't Carl speaking about something he didn't, I just, you know, like, I know, I hope you know me better than that. Well, one of them was, for those of you who heard my testimony, like, I was believing for something in the area of healing. Like, I, I just, I, got, I heard a message, and so I, I just went after it on my face, and then, you know, the Lord spoke to me audibly, and, like, some things happened. I went to a job site in Greenville. I'm trying to, for the sake of time, just go faster, but I end up on this job site. I walk in this house, and there's this, this builder I'm working for, and he, um, he had hurt his back. Long story short, like, I end up praying for him, but there's a whole series of things that led up to that. If you didn't hear it and you want to, it's on podcast if you wanted to, but I just... For the sake of just getting through this, I don't want to. What I didn't tell you when I shared that, this guy got healed, and it was really amazing, like, and it changed my life forever. But what I didn't tell you at the end of that job, the, I didn't get paid. I got paid part, but, I, the, like, I, I, it was almost $5,000 they didn't pay me. But because of what God had done through that job, I just had a piece to just let it be. And so I was okay with it. Well, it was... It was like going on three years later. Greg, my employee, gets a call from this guy, this same guy that didn't pay us on the last job. And he's like, hey, I have a job for you guys. I'd like, wonder if you'd look at it. Greg calls me and said, hey, this guy called. and said, what do you think? And I didn't, I didn't like have a major, like, you need to go see him. There's a word from the Lord. No, I just felt like, you know, I should probably go see him. I said, you know what? I said, set up a meeting, and I want to come with you. So we go down and we meet him. And when I saw him, he was—he wouldn't look me in the eye. He would—you know—I don't know if that's ever happened. He, like, he wouldn't look me in the eye. I'd go, you know, I shook his hand, and he's showing me this job as multiple parts. We're walking. He's talking, but looking the other way. And we get all the way through. It was a pretty decent-sized job. We get—we're almost through. And he's like, and I looked at him. I said, I said, Dave. I said, I want. I said, what is, how is pay, the pay schedule going to work here? I said, because I would like to do some kind of a contract. I said, don't, I don't take this wrong. I said, but I feel like I want to do a contract. Would you be okay with that? He's like, yeah, that would be okay. But he kind of was like, why? And I said, well, I said, be, I said, honestly, because the last job we did, we didn't get paid. Like, that was where I had to be bold. I didn't want to. I, I wasn't bitter. But I felt like I had to share that. And he's like, and so I told him what happened. Well, he says the woman didn't pay him. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know what happened, but he got really defensive, so I need to call my wife. 
And I was like, look, don't be, I don't want you to be offended. I said, I just want you to know what she was saying. I said, just for the sake of keeping it clean, I feel like we need to do this. And um, long story short, I end up, we talked a little bit, he, he got a little calmer, and then he was in a place where I felt like the Holy Spirit started wanting to speak. And I was like, how's your back? And he lit up. He's like, man, he said, it has not bothered me one bit since. He says, funny, I'll never forget that day. And this was like, ties into so many of the messages Roy's just been teaching about sowing seed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I was like, I said, can I tell you? I said, do you got a minute? No, he's like, no. He said, he said, honestly, he said, I don't know why, but every time I've scrolled by your name in my phone, something happens to me. And I laughed and I'm like, I said, can I tell you a story? And this is very rare, like in my life. I, this is one of them God things, like he's so amazing. Well, he's like, yeah. I said, let me tell you. I said, you remember that day? And I, and I started sharing details of what happened. He's repeating. He's like, yeah, I remember this. And, and I remember going to your truck, and I remember stopping, and you, and this, and that. And, and like, he's like lit up. He's like, these goosebump things. He says, he said, yeah, like he had them. Then he's like, and they're back. And um, I said, well, let me tell you what led up to that day, how I ended up on your job site. And so I shared, my, I shared my side of my testimony. All he did was see it live from when I got there. But what I shared is how I had been crying out for, you know, for many weeks about I wanted to see healing and, and how the father woke me up and he moved. And, and I ended up, he, he, he told me to fast. So the first time in my life I do a fast and I go to this job and he tells me to pray for this man. And I told him everything from what I saw when I said how the Holy Spirit highlighted him. And I, I shared this whole thing with him. Like, and he just, he's, not, he's like, this is unbelievable. And as we talk more, and, he's, and, and, I, and the part that was really cool to me is like, as I shared that, I, really, I told him, I said, you know, God could have sent me anywhere, but he sent me to your job because he's calling you. And I said, I said, I would pay a million dollars to get the revelation I got that day. So, so it's never about the money. I said, and I said, I hope you don't mind, but I've used this testimony many times since it's happened. I said, I know it's changed a lot of lives, and I've seen a lot of people healed. I said, but I feel like, you know, we're back again today. And he's like, man, he's like, this is, it's all happening again. He's like, something, I'm never going to be the same for again today. So I said, Dave, you know what's cool is, you know, almost three years ago, he saw us here today. And he never stopped believing that that seed that was put in you was going to stop growing. So that seed's going to, you know, and for three years, he didn't even know it. But like, how cool is that? Like, again, had I been offended, had I decided that, you know what, I'm going to use the laws of land, I'm going to actually go against this man. Like, I could have I filed judgments, I could have filed liens, I could have, but I never would have got to see. I never would have got to see the father saying, that's my son, I'm not in a hurry. There's a seed there, and I'm breathing on it. But how cool, like to me, I was so humbled again. I left there weeping because we end up, I end up praying with this man again. But this time, this, that God would open his eyes. 
to who he's who he is to him what he sees when he looks at him and told him like he's not insistent about me going out and just like being salt and light on a job site he said he's calling you to be this that you'll be this man going to job sites and, and speaking his heart and watching him move and i left there and i was like so crazy. He emails me the next day. He says, and it was just a thank you. Like, and, and the email in it said, he said, something in my heart switched today. Again, he didn't fall to his knees. He didn't pray the prayer. But again, it was, it was something watered. But how, you know, I lost $5,000. This job that I did, we get the job. It went extremely well. He restored what I lost fivefold on one job. That's just God. It took three years. I didn't ask him for it. I was perfectly okay. You can't help it. When we say yes, when we walk, when we step, it's always coming back. It's always coming back. And I have one more. This one happened this year. And this one was, we did a job. It was a bigger job. And this guy, when, when he called us, I had a check in my spirit, but I, we, were, we were slow. So I told, you know, I said, go ahead and do it. You know, we'll kind of go into it, get paid, you know, make sure you get paid and draws. Well, he paid right away on the first two. So, you know, this job, we went like a month and a half. Well, ends up being the first two, he would rant and rave how good a job we did. And it was, he was so excited and so pleased. Well, we finished it, we get done, and he quit answering his phone, didn't pay, like, he disappeared. And he owed us $18,000. And I waited for a while, thought maybe, and then he, once in a, like, he did answer a couple times, and he gave this response, like, I'm waiting on, it was at a hotel, I'm waiting on a hotel, this and that. And so we, I let it be, let it be. I let Greg, my guy, he was handling it. Well... And he was mad because Greg was, he had done all the dealings with him, and he was mad. But I felt, again, we met him, then he finally came clean. He's like, I don't have any money. And so I went and sought wise counsel. I sought Christian counsel, people that I trust. And I said, what should I do? And the response was, we, you need to, I would seek legal counsel. I would seek legal counsel because this guy's going to do it again. Like, he's hurting people. Like, you're in a place that, that you could withstand it, but someone else might not be. And so I, I, you know, I know a couple lawyers, so I went. I called one, and, you know, we, we set up a consult, and he, he kind of gave me some advice. And I said, you know, I said, I just prayed. I said, God, what should I do? And I felt like he said, wait. So I, I let the lawyer, you know, we had set an appointment. I said, I moved. I said, you know, I said, give me till next week. I want to wait. And so we, I waited. Well, he responded two days later. This guy just said, look, I'd like to meet with you guys. And again, like, you know, Greg, he felt personally responsible because he's the one that sold the job. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to go with you. We're going to go meet him. And, and I literally did. I was praying, like, God, like, when I meet this man, let it be not Carl speaking. Let it be your wisdom speaking through me. And whatever the answer is, I'm good with it.
So we sat down, and I just looked at him, and I was like, guys, I was like, I told him, I said, I feel like this is what you did, and it was blatant, and it was purposefully done, and, and like you literally purposely like ripped us off. And he got defensive, and he started, like, he was, he, he wanted to make a right, and he started to make all these lists of excuses as to why. And I, um, as I sat there, and I, and I started telling him, and here's this reference again, I just want you to know, like, what I share when I speak, what I share, it really is the way I live, and I hope you're starting to believe that. I looked at him with tears in my eyes because I just felt like it's God's heart. Like, he loves this man. He loves this man, even though he did it deliberately. He loves this man. And his heart is that he would reach him, that he would actually come clean, that he would be restored. I said, look, I said, guy, his name was Tony. I said, Tony, I said, I would like to help you if you'll let me. I said, I would like to forgive you of this debt but you got to promise me one thing. He's looking at me in disbelief. I said, do you like to read? <laughs> He's like, well, I'm not much of a reader. I said, well, if you, would you promise me you'll read this book? And he said, okay. And I started to explain him. I didn't have a copy with my, but I, you know, and I, I actually pulled it up on Amazon. I said, look, this is what it will cost you. And I started to explain the principle and a perspective shift that needed to happen. I said, if you'll do this, you know, like I said, we, you know, we, will, um, we would like to actually help you re, rework your business, reset it up, like me and Greg will personally help you set it up in a way that you actually can become an asset to the community, that you would actually shine a light in the business world as you go. And he, by now, he's weeping. You know, we were sitting in a Starbucks, and he's weeping. You know, and this guy, he had been fairly successful over the years, but I don't, in a way, I think he was a guy, I would call him he was rich but not wealthy because rich people may have money, but they don't know how they got it, so they don't know how to keep it. And so, like, he, I think, and I'm not, it's just there's a, there's a mindset change that the father wants to give. Abraham was a wealthy man. Everyone scripturally that carried Solomon was wealthy. He understood he had the wisdom to know how he got it, so he could actually. But it, it was so amazing. Like, he sat there in tears, and he's like, I've never in my life seen love like this modeled. I grew up the whole life I've been in church. I've never seen anything like this. And he's like, the whole time we, you guys were on our job, it's the professionalism, he starts telling us all this stuff. And so there we are in Starbucks. I say, can we pray for you? So we're on our knees, and we lay hands on him. And um, just, again, in tears, just break this off. And he had asked me, he said, I would like to set up a payment plan. I want to pay you back. I wish I could tell you today that he actually followed through with it. I, so far, he hasn't. But after the last time, I'm not believing it's over. Because I was obedient. I went and I sowed seed. I did what the Father said to do. But as I drove up 26, I felt like his heart was, he was pleading. And he said, he said, had you chose anger, had you chose the legal system, had you chose this, you limited 
me speaking to his son. You would have silenced that voice and he would have never heard it. And as hard as this, he's like, how much are you willing to give up for me? How much are you willing to trust me? And literally, he, I was weeping as I spoke this. I recorded this to myself, which sounds funny, but I, was, I spoke it out loud. I said, how much are you willing to give up for me? Do you trust me, or do you think your way is better? And I just, I, I wept. I just came undone because his heart is that he would reach everybody. But what, how do you, and I, and I know like his heart is, how can we transform a workplace? How can you transform the place where which you go when you spend life? It starts with a simple one, invite him into it. This is my place of work, God. I want to, I want to come here, and I want to bring your spirit. I want to bring the kingdom here. I want to see lives transformed in this place. And two, you have to believe that he wants you to, he, he, you have to believe that he actually has chosen you and wants you to be the one that brings the catalyst to change. Then three, he don't want us just to pray a simple prayer once and say, God, will you change this environment? Oh, that didn't work. I think a lot of times it's about perseverance. But it's not like, you, you know, I didn't wake up one day and this happened. It's like over time, with integrity and every little yes. Every little yes, every one. And it, it could have started, again, buying a cup of coffee, buying a meal. I could tell you thousands of stories. Of, you know, but I, I just feel like it starts with a yes. And it starts when you say yes, when you celebrate, you get back alone, you lay it at his feet. Two, I would, I would encourage you this, go home. When, at night, journal. Maybe that, you know, I don't know, maybe that's a lot of work for me, but if, if, you, if your heart is to see God move, journal and celebrate when you see him move. What does that do? If every night you go to bed, what you write down is the things you saw him do through your life that day, you go to bed with, with a spirit that's one, is, is open and wanting to grow. Two, you're believing that he's teaching you and you're, you're believing that he wants to use you, and then the next day you go, and you see it again, and each time it happens, you grow deeper in friendship, you grow deeper in trust, character, and all these things, and, and I think in that you're discovering something that the world needs. You know, how, how can you, you can't plan that. To, like, you go to Lululemon, that's simple. Then I didn't have to give her any money. It was just fun to do that. It was hope. And something that God has been showing me. I've seen a lot of people healed. But I've never looked at a financial provision the same. I've always looked at healing as something greater. But what God has shown me is they know. They're both amazing. He said, but financial provision, 98% of the world needs. There is so much more in my heart that I can give through this to this country, to the church that's dry, if we'll get this right. And like, the more that I've said yes, the more I say, I want to show, show me more, give me this revelation, what does it look like? The more and more he keeps opening this up. It's everywhere you go, especially this time of year. Everyone's about, you know, it's, it's fun, celebrate and give gifts, but how many people do that and then a month later, the stress of what they charge comes to them 
And no, no longer that thing, something that kills you the whole year. Like it's destroying hope, it's stealing. You're better off not giving the gift. The gift, like you're giving something that's not yours. You're giving away a system that's actually bind, binding the world up in shackles. Like his heart is saying, no. Will you trust me? Will you trust me? Will you trust that I actually am the God of the supernatural? Will you trust me that I want you to be the catalyst to change? To change a culture, guys, I know like, it, it's not easy. If, like, if you're in a workplace where it's dark, he don't want you to run. He said, what is the first verse we read? You are the light of the world, and a city that's on a hill can't be hid. He wants you to go in there and shine bright. And what better way? Why is the enemy so, so hardcore against? Like, why does he want us to be the here and now, the microwave? I need it today. Because if he can silence this, he can control that part of hearts, and God can never fully move and give what he wants to give us. But it's, again, it's not, there's, his heart is just saying, Will you say yes to me? How much of me, how much of you are you willing to give up? Or do you feel like you have something that you want to hold on to because you just don't think he's that good of a father, even though he created you? How much of you are you willing to give up? Mark said it earlier, God so loved that he gave. As the father sent me, so I send you. It's an invitation. It's an invitation. John fifteen seven says, Jesus said, if we do whatever the Father asks of us, or abiding in him, some translations say, he says that we can ask anything of him according to his will, and we'll have it. But what is the key? Abide. What is it, if you research that, what does it mean? If you do whatever I ask you to do, then you can ask whatever you will because if you're doing whatever I ask you to do, you're now in his will and you're not going to ask for something that's going to hurt you. And he says, I will do whatever you ask. And as hard as this, He's like, we can have influence with the Father. We can. Every one of you has influence with the Father. The deeper you're willing to go, the more of yourself you're willing to give, the deeper and the clearer the secrets he'll speak. But he won't give them to somebody he can't trust. And he said it. I have that scripture somewhere. Matthew um, 16, I, don't, I didn't write the verse on the very end, I cut out some of it, but it says, no one can serve two masters. He will love the one or despise the other, or else he will be loyal to the one or despise the other. 
or hate the, he said, hate the one and love the other, or dis- loyal to one, despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Whether, it, whether it's in our hearts, we can say, well, I'm not. But the bottom line, if we're not yielding that part, if we're not saying yes to every part of our heart, then we are. But again, it's not, he's not saying, I'm going to smite you with fire. He's saying, would you just let me have it? Would you? Trust that I have something so much better. Jesus said the Father doesn't share his heart with slaves. He only shares it with his friends. A slave is someone that's serving something without what is mammon. It's enslaving, it's trapping. And I know that's heavy, but there's, there's a grace in it. All he's saying is do this right here. Transform the workplace, what does it look like? Simply invite him in. Say, God, I want to do this. And believe you have what it takes because his spirit lives in you. Today after day, go in there with the same thing in mind. I don't care how long it takes. Why did he show me that after three years almost? That, that, that seed is still growing. But what did it do? It's transforming the workplace. And where is he going to go? You know, that's that mustard seed that's just going to keep on going. <sighs> He's waiting on you guys. He's waiting on you. He just says, he has, he says we have not because we ask not. If we seek him there, we'll find him there. Knock, he'll open it. Like, whatever, what is the revelation you want to know? He says to ask him. And he'll be glad to give it. Proverbs eleven twenty four. This verse is fun to me because it's a reality. There is one who scatters yet increases more. There is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. That sounds like the kingdom, huh? You give it away, you end up with more because his heart is that he he can't help himself. It's better to give than receive. But you're not doing it, the heart that you're doing it, you're not doing it to get. But again, that goes back to trust. That goes back, you know, it's it's secrets. Mm. So, um, I just feel like, as a whole, like his heart is saying, just say yes. Every principle to release this is in his word. And all we got to do is say yes. You don't have to know all the answers. I still don't. All I know how to do is say yes. And I know that the more I say it, the more he pours out. Like I said, I, I don't know, like once in a while, it's fun that I get to share. But I know he remembers every single one, every detail, every story, every heart that was touched, every seed that sowed. And I know out there, and I know like Roy has alluded to it, like in every piece of fruit there's seeds, and every seed there's an orchard. They're growing. Everywhere you go, you guys, you're, you're created to be influencers. Every one of you are. You're created to influence.
and um, the world is better because of you, because you're in it, if we fully yield that. It's a better place because you're in it. Period. So, thank you for listening. Um, I just want to pray. God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, though it's challenging, you always put grace that we can actually live it. Empowered by your spirit, Lord, as we yield, we can actually live it. And I just thank you just for what you're doing in this house. Father, I just bless every single person here just with the revelation of why you created them. Father, I thank you that just the joy of discovering their world changers, God, and I just bless them today as they go. Bless them with more of your heart. Holy Spirit, just rest on them that we would spread peace, that we would be the catalyst of change no matter what atmosphere we end up in. Thank you, Father. Jesus.